0: Let me go that I don't really know give this story a preamble. I don't even remember how I got on this topic, but uh, anyway, if you will, let's go back to 1842. A couple of curious farmers are like, you know, we gotta figure out why these cows really like that one particular spot to graze. Because you know, this was 1842 and cow psychology was not yet widely studied. So as often the outcome after a setup where in curiosity, time on one's hands, and the age of pre-Google, the men stumbled upon something rather Unexpected, a magnificent natural marvel untouched by humans but regularly enjoyed by bovine. Lester Howe, the particularly fascinated farmer, had stumbled upon proof of a legend that had captivated his family and those who lived in and around Schoharie County in upstate New York circa 1840 that of the Blowing Rock. Prior to the arrival of white settlers, the local Native American tribes had known about this peculiar rock formation, which seemed to blow cool air at all times, regardless of the temperature above ground. They named it Otsgaragi, or Great Valley Cave. Though they spoke of its existence, historians believe they may not have been all that eager to jump down in and explore it, because it did seem like a semi-creepy natural aberration, and they may have felt that they would have been basically tempting fate or disrupting a space carved out of the earth for something that was just not meant for humans, or at the very least they wanted to leave the odd parcel of nature undisturbed out of respect. Meanwhile, the first white folk to discover it were, as legend goes, actually trying to hide from the Native Americans whom they believed were after them, and if they were, it was probably for good reason. The cave seemed like a pretty decent hiding spot maybe a little too good. By the end of the American Revolution in the late 1770s, those white guys and the tribes in the Schoharie Valley pretty much disappear from historical record. And I'm not gonna say it's a portal for time travel, but decades pass and bring us a couple more white men who came trotting along, ready to storm the cave at the first sign of intrigue, which came not from their fellow man, but from livestock. Because if cows know about anything, it's hidden passages to other dimensions, right? Mmm! The fact that House family plunked their farm down near this cave is just happenstance, really. It wasn't like he sought it out, and it had been there long before he got there, just waiting to supply a nice draft to his cows. In fact, their little cool spot wasn't even on his land, and somewhat problematically, his cows were gravitating to the spot that was on his neighbor's land. So he approached this man, one Henry Wetzel, and was like, don't be afeard, but my cows, specifically Millicent, are drawn to the Patch on your property, and I'd like to have a little look see and find out what they're on about. And Henry was probably like, Millicent is a messy bitch who lives for drama. And how was probably like, LOL, I know, right? Anyway, so when the pair scampered down to where the cows had congregated, they were beckoned, as the cows had been, by a cool breeze emanating from an opening in the earth. Upon discovering the ragged, rocky entrance, how did the only logical thing, which was to grab a length of rope, tie one end around his waist, and the other to a nearby tree and then repel himself some 100 feet down into the cavern. It could have gone straight to hell for all they knew, and yet day after day they returned to the cave and went inside, exploring a little bit deeper each time and emerging progressively more mud-covered and stoked. Now what's especially impressive about this is that all they had to light their way was an oil lamp burning some whale blubber, which I can't imagine was all that illuminating. Like, I mean, I think the flashlight on my iPhone would have been brighter. So they're just in this mysterious hole in the earth that's inexplicably always at 52 degrees Fahrenheit no matter what the outside temperature is, and they aren't even scared of what might be lurking in there. Oh, the folly of man. So through their dimly lit ventures, the pair established that it was a network of passageways that went at least a mile and a half out, and there was also a lake, which they traveled along on a raft they built, because of course they fucking did. Today that lake is referred to as the Lake of Venus, but I'm guessing that at the time the men just called it this here underground watering hole. While the cavern was on Wetzel's land and therefore his to oversee, he was nowhere near as impassioned about its deep and murky contents as how, so he sold it to his friend for a hundred dollars which accounting for inflation and all of that would be somewhere just shy of three thousand dollars i think in today's money which really isn't a lot to pay for a parcel of land and certainly not one that contains a majestic mysterious cave network. Now even if it was some kind of major investment up front, clearly Howe knew he was onto something or at least had some business sense because whatever he might have paid to own that cave he was gonna earn back and then some once he named it Howe's Cavern and started charging admission. Visitors could pay 10 cents to be taken on a tour of the cave by Howe himself and or Wetzel if he felt like coming along and these tours lasted anywhere from 8 to 10 hours (laughs) and all they had were remember, were those lanterns. So in addition to being dark and dank, it was also damp. And so for the price of admission, people would also get proper attire if they wanted to go on the tour because clearly these people had no idea what they were in for and rarely showed up dressed appropriately. And of course, throngs of people catching their death from an underground chill would have been bad PR. So, you know, Howe was looking out for his business as much as he was its patrons. Howe was also known to bring along some lunch fixings and a violin, which he would play ominously once they reached the deepest point of the cave because he was a fucking troll, I guess. Uh, he also was apparently known to take students from the local college in Schenectady on private tours of the cave in the middle of the night for maximum freakout and would occasionally even fire off a Roman candle into one of the cave's larger rooms so that people could see its full splendor, if only for a brief flash. Now, Howe then went on to build something of an empire around the caves as an attraction, which included a hotel or cave house, and then in the 1850s, he even let a couple get married in them as a publicity stunt. So by this time, railways allowed for tourists to come from farther away, and it soon became one of the hottest eastern tourist spots. But the magic didn't last, and toward the end of the century and after a fire destroyed the hotel, as a business, the caves waned, despite Howe's enduring enthusiasm for them. The one thing it became clear the caves would be useful for was materials. They were, after all, full of limestone, which builders were suddenly keen to extract as the Industrial Revolution approached and everyone was building very big, heavy things. Now, it took Howe years to cave about his caves, though, and he only agreed to let them be plundered once he entered his old age and was probably actually senile, which contractors clearly took advantage of in terms of getting him to sign away his beloved natural wonder, which he had guarded and cherished for decades. Now the tours stopped and Howe spent the rest of his life sitting on his front porch watching limestone get extracted from those caves. It would be something like 50 years before people started exploring them again and today they are actually one of the most visited natural attractions on the eastern seaboard and in New York State I think they are really only like second fiddle to Nile. Ever oh, and by the way, the tours today are not eight hours, <laughs> they're about an hour and a half at most. So I've never been, I've never seen these. If you have, you should definitely call in and tell us about it. Uh, otherwise, there are actually a plethora of videos on YouTube and photos from Instagram of people going through these caves. And it really does look pretty cool. So its stint as a limestone quarry may not have totally gutted it of its charm, which hopefully old Howe would be pleased to know. Thank you.